All right, good morning, good morning. Everybody at their own houses there. Uh, nice time of remembering the Lord this morning. I got a special treat here. I'm at the chapel here. I get to speak to not only Ed, but to Ken and Joyce this morning too, which is nice. Uh, they took the trip down just to support me. I really appreciate that. So, uh, all right, so um, open up your Bibles, please, to the book of Ruth. Book of Ruth. Um, and as you're turning there, we're going to be, uh, it's just a book that I've been reading and meditating on for the last month or so. Um, and so we're going to be looking at a couple things there. But um, before we get there, uh, in Proverbs chapter 31, uh, verse 10, it says this. It says, a woman of noble character, right, or a proverbial woman, or a virtuous woman, right, who can find? And we're all familiar with uh, uh, the characteristics there uh, describing um, just a woman of noble character there in Proverbs uh, 31. Also in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 4, it says this, it says, a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. Um, and so uh, in just a moment here, we're going to open up in a word of prayer. Um, but uh, I, I just this morning, I really just wanted to um, look at some of the characteristics of a virtuous woman, uh, of, a, of a proverbial woman. Um, a woman of noble character, and certainly as we look at that, um, there are two things that I want to point out. Is one, uh, these things are certainly applicable to us men, um, and the reason is because what we're going to see, hopefully, too, is that um, these characteristics of a of a woman of noble character uh, are characteristics that describe the Lord Jesus too. Uh, there are things that that He emulated in His own life. Uh, and so that's what I'd like to do this morning is perhaps look at a couple of these things that we can apply to our, uh, our own lives, but also I'd like to be able to just see Jesus this morning as well. So uh, in, in Ruth uh, chapter 3, verse 11, we're just going to read this and then we'll open in a word of prayer. Uh, Ruth chapter 3, as we said, we we're talking about this, this virtuous woman, right? In Ruth chapter 3, verse 11. It says this, this is Boaz talking to Ruth. He says, and now my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you request. For all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. Um, let's open in a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, thank you again uh, for giving us some time this morning to put your son into remembrance. Um, it is our desire to, to honor him. Uh, to exalt him, to lift him up. Um, even as we, we looked at uh, Luke this morning, um, in that same chapter, it talks about those who humble themselves shall be exalted. And uh, we are so grateful that although our Savior, your Son, the Lord Jesus, humbled himself more than anyone ever had, uh, this morning we serve an exalted Savior. Uh, we're so grateful that uh, your Son is exalted. And uh, we're grateful that uh, He rose again, He ascended back into heaven, and we're also grateful for Your Holy Spirit. And so we certainly would ask uh, for Thy Spirit's help this morning, and uh, just leading us and guiding us into what it is that You want us to, to understand this morning, uh, that You want us to apply to our lives. And so we love You, Lord Jesus. We thank You for Your Word. We thank You for this time together. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right, so as we just read there in Ruth uh, chapter 3, for me it was just interesting again in reading and meditating that Ruth uh, is described as a virtuous woman, that everyone in town knew her as a uh, virtuous woman. And the reason why that strikes me as interesting is that she was not a Jew. 
she was a foreigner. She was a Moabite. And uh, so just as real quick, as far as review goes, uh, and for those that perhaps don't know, uh, the story of Ruth uh, is a, a woman named Naomi, who was a Jewish woman. Uh, she, um, uh, there was a big drought in Israel. And so uh, she, um, they married her husband and they went out to uh, Moab and uh, there her husband died. And then her uh, sons, they married Moabite women and then they died. And so now you've got Naomi, who's a widow. She has her two daughter-in-laws, they're widows. And some time has gone by now and now uh, the drought is over and it's time again to... Um, uh, to glean the, uh, from the crops there. There's grain back in Israel. And so uh, Naomi decides to go back to her homeland, to her own people, and uh, tells her daughter-in-laws to, to stay, to stay. And, um, and that's kind of where we're, where we're at in the story right here that we're going to look at today. Uh, Ruth is one of Naomi's daughter-in-laws. And what I'd like to do is just look at uh, six characteristics uh, of Naomi that I think characterize a woman of noble character or a virtuous woman uh, based on the book of Ruth. And so the first one is in chapter 1. Take a look at chapter 1. Remember I said Naomi is going back uh, to uh, Israel. She is uh, pleading with her daughter-in-laws to stay with their own people, to stay back in Moab. And uh, one of her daughter-in-laws decides to stay. And in verse 15... She's talking to Ruth, Naomi is, and she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people, to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But notice what Ruth says. She says, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. And the Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. And so one of the first uh, characteristics that we see in a virtuous woman is uh, Ruth had a loyal heart. She had a loyal heart. Um, Ruth had bound herself to Naomi. She had bound herself to the land of Israel. She had bound herself to the God of Israel. Um, Ruth here had made a lifelong commitment. Um, to her mother-in-law there. And she bound herself to her, was willing to, she had an opportunity to go back to her own people, her own gods, her own land. And instead she bound herself to Naomi, to the land of Israel, and to the God of Israel. And uh, she remained loyal uh, to her mother-in-law. Um, and so I just, again, I think it's just a great testimony to the commitment of this virtuous woman, of Ruth. Uh, when we talk about commitment, um, I always loved the illustration uh, there. Um, there was a time where uh, I was, uh, we had a, a golf outing and I had four guys that were going to go golfing with us and one of the guys backed out. And uh, when I was talking to a, a brother about that, he said, well, he, he, he felt that he was making a contribution, not a commitment. He goes, you know, he was... Um, more of like the chicken than the pig. And I was like, what is he talking about? And uh, he says, well, when you come to breakfast, right, uh, and you're about to have your eggs and bacon, you got to understand that that chicken made a contribution, right? But that pig made a commitment. 
And I was like, okay, I got you now, right? Provided that the chicken, right, didn't have to give his life for you to enjoy that egg. Uh, he just had to make a contribution. However, the pig had to make a sacrifice in order for you to enjoy that bacon. And so it's a kind of a neat illustration, again, of what commitment is, right? Too, many, too often, I think, in our Christian lives, we're willing to make a contribution uh, and not willing to sacrifice and make a commitment. Uh, Ruth, on the uh, contrary to that, she bound herself uh, to her mother-in-law, and, and she made a commitment. And I just think it's a great characteristic of a, of a, a virtuous woman, is a woman who is committed to whatever it is, whether it's her husband, whether it's to her children, uh, whether it's to her employment, whether, whatever it is, to her local assembly. Um, but she's committed to that. Um, and she's willing to make a sacrifice for that. And certainly, um, as we look at that, we see the Lord Jesus, right? Uh, the Lord Jesus um, made a commitment for us, right? Um, and, and, it's a, and it's a commitment that, that he's bound to. And when you look back even at the, the people of God, the nation of Israel, he bound himself to Israel, to, to, to the land of Israel and to um, his people there. But even when we, we look at um, the scriptures, right, it, it says in 2 Timothy that even when we're unfaithful, God remains faithful, right? God is bound to us. He, he's committed to us. Jesus Christ himself, right, he said that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Um, and that's just wonderful, again, to see that we have a God um, who, who uh, is committed to us. It made the ultimate commitment, right? Uh, Jesus Christ gave his life as a sacrifice uh, for us. And um, if those of us who have put our trust and faith in Jesus Christ, uh, he is bound to us, right? Um, so I'm so thankful for that this morning. And so we see a loyal heart uh, in, uh, in Ruth, but also we see a laborer's heart. Look at chapter 2. Now, so Ruth goes back to uh, Israel with Naomi, and um, Naomi asks uh, Ruth to go to the field and glean some of the grain um, that's out there, and um, what you have to understand is, um, well, let's just read it here, is that, so Boaz is asking his servant about Ruth. And we'll start in verse 6 of chapter 2. It says, The servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, It is the young Moabite woman, Boaz was asking about Ruth, who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And, it said, and she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. And notice what the servant says about Ruth here. It says, So she came and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little in the house. In other words, he's saying that, listen, and... This girl, Ruth, that came over to Naomi, she's been working all day with just a little tiny break. And so we see Ruth here, another characteristic of a virtuous woman is someone who has a laborer's heart. Uh, Ruth worked hard. She, she was willing to uh, put a lot of work into uh, providing for uh, her mother-in-law, Naomi. Um, and again, for us, um, I think it's sometimes easy, for me anyway, right, to uh, become a little complacent, right, to become a little lazy sometimes um, with so many things at our fingertips, so many things that are so easily accessible. Uh, I feel sometimes our work ethic drops a little bit. Um, and we all know that this, this work that we have, uh, this Christian work, is hard. It, it takes a lot of work. Um, specifically, I'm just thinking of too, is like how much of us really work hard at studying the scriptures? How many of us work hard 
at spending time in prayer. Um, too often, right? Those things are put to the side, and and we're too easily, uh, you know, um, we succumb to, you know, uh, entertainment or media or things like that. And uh, so it's important for us to know that. Listen, this we're we're called to work hard, to work hard. And uh, a quote here I thought was interesting. It says, "Striving for success, right?" And we all want to be successful, right? Uh, you know, for the Lord. But it says, "Striving for success without hard work is like trying to harvest when you haven't planted. Right? It's pointless, right? It's futile." Um, and so, a lot of us, right? We want to have success in our Christian walks. We want to have success in our local assemblies. We want to have success in our homes, and yet we don't put enough work in. We don't work hard. Um, and so we need to remember that. And certainly when we consider God um, and we consider the Lord Jesus, he says this in John chapter 5, verse 17. He says, my father has been working until now. <laughs> Almost exactly what the servant said about Ruth, right? She's been working from sunup until now. She's still working. Um, and the Lord Jesus said the same thing about his father. He says, my father has been working until now. And he says, and I have been working, Right? Uh, to God, work is not a foreign concept. Uh, God is still working, even now, and the Lord Jesus has. And certainly, uh, when the Lord Jesus was praying, right, in John chapter 17, He says this to His Father. He says, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Um, and wouldn't that be great, right? Wouldn't that be great for us to get to the end of our time and that we could say to God, listen, I have finished the work that you have given me to do here on this earth. And so we see couple characteristics here of a, a virtuous woman. We see someone who has a loyal heart, right? And Ruth was bound to Naomi. But we also see someone with a laborer's heart. Uh, Ruth was not afraid to work hard. She was working from, somewhat, uh, from the morning up until even then when that servant was talking to Boaz. All right, let's look at uh, chapter 2, just next verse, verse 8 and 9. Um, and let me explain something to you a little too before we get into this one is so for Ruth to go out there and to glean, right, uh, amongst the others that are out there in the field, um, I want everybody to understand that that was not a simple matter there. Uh, we're going to see in Boaz's response here to the servant, uh, and actually to Ruth, I should say, um, that it was very interesting that she did that because um, Ruth, right, she's young, uh, she's beautiful, she's single, she's a foreigner, she's a woman, Right? And so there were those, excuse me, who would not hesitate to take advantage of her. And yet still, Ruth took the initiative, right? Look what Ruth says. Uh, sorry, look what Boaz says to her, right? Boaz says to Ruth in verse 8 of chapter 2, he says, You will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go to glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap. And go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. And so, of course, Boaz understood, listen, what you're doing is a little dangerous, right? And so he actually uh, tells her to come, you know, glean with some of the other women there. But I just think it's interesting that Ruth, even though she was susceptible, right? Even though, uh, I said, um, there were those who would not hesitate to take advantage of a, a single, foreign, uh, beautiful woman there. Uh, she still was courageous, right? And she still did it. And so I see there uh, a characteristic which I think is so important um, in a virtuous woman is a lion's heart, right? So she, she had a lion's heart where she 
was willing to take the initiative. She was courageous in going out and gleaning those fields there for Naomi, knowing that there were some risks, right? Knowing that there were some risks involved. Um, and again, I just, uh, for us uh, as well, uh, I think I've shared this before, but I think it's worth repeating is that um, political correctness, I think, has made cowards of Christians today. Um, that, that we ourselves, at times, we have to take risks, right? We have to have a lion's heart. Uh, that we have to be willing to um, do what God asks us to do, knowing that there may be some risks involved. Um, and uh, certainly each of us are going to have to discern when and how we do that, especially in the times that we're living in now during this pandemic. Um, but it's getting harder and harder, right, to know, listen, what, what is the right thing to do? Um, and sometimes I just want us to be careful and cautious that we're not deciding just because we're afraid, right? Um, that we want to be one, like Ruth, who were courageous and took the initiative um, to do what was right. And so, certainly, again, uh, I think it's just a beautiful, beautiful picture of Christ, right? Christ took the initiative, right? He was willing to come here knowing the risks. Um, he was the one that courageously came down, um, was willing to go to a cross uh, to die for mankind. Um, and, uh, you know, we read... Certainly in 1 John chapter 4, right, that we love because He first loved us. He was the one that initiated it. Um, and uh, so I'm so thankful uh, for my Savior's heart. And so we see uh, here in Ruth, we see a loyal heart. We see a laborer's heart. And we see a lion's heart. Right? But not only that, uh, look at chapter 2. Again, the next verse after... Um, Boaz tells you know, Ruth to come uh, glean with some of the other women there, stay close by. Verse 10, it says this, it says, She fell on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me, since I'm a foreigner? Also, uh, we read in verse 13, she says this, it says, uh, Let me find favor in your sight, my Lord. For you have comforted me and have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. And so here we see a lowly heart. Um, I love the fact that Ruth is unassuming, right? Uh, she doesn't pretend to be someone she's not. She understands that she is not a Jew. She is a Moabite. She is a foreigner. Um, and uh, she's humble. She's humble. Uh, she's grateful for Boaz's kindness. She, again, recognizes and understands um, who she is. And uh, so we see a lowly heart there. And uh, certainly we know that um, that's what we're called to have, right? A lowly heart. We are to, to clothe ourselves in humility. Uh, we are to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, to submit to one another, um, the Bible says that God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And so we need to be those who have a lowly heart, that, that we don't try to take a, a higher position. Uh, again, I was enjoying that portion that we looked at today. And Luke, uh, just a little earlier than uh, in the portion that Brian read, was the, the idea that Jesus says Himself, He's like, listen, don't take the high place at the table, right? Because then someone could come by and say, hey, listen, you've got to give up your seat, um, and you're kind of ashamed. It's a, it's a shameful kind of moment there. But if you take the lowly place and then someone comes over and says, hey, listen, why don't you move up? Right? Uh, there's glory in that. 
And uh, so we ourselves have to humble ourselves and allow God to exalt us in His time. That's what the Lord Jesus did, right? The Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Uh, in Hebrews, we see Him who was made a little lower than the angels. Um, in Philippians, we know that He emptied Himself. He took the, the nature of a bondservant, um, being in the likeness of men. He humbled Himself to the point of death, even the death of cross. Um, in Matthew 11, where He says, you know, um, take my yoke upon me, uh, take, take my yoke upon you, right? He describes himself, right? What does he describe himself of? He says, I am gentle and humble in heart. That's our Savior. He's humble. Um, and then certainly, and I love this one in Zechariah, when it prophesies the coming of the Lord Jesus, right? He says, behold, your king is coming to you. He is just. He's endowed with salvation. And then what does it say? He's humble. Humble, mounted on a donkey. Um, that's our Savior, right? He took on the lowly heart. Um, and uh, certainly Ruth here demonstrates a lowly heart too. And it's a great characteristic of anyone of noble character, right? Any virtuous man or woman, um, we, we need to be those who are humble. And then uh, just look at verse 14 of the same chapter, right? Boaz uh, said to her at mealtime, so she's having a meal with with Boaz there, he says, Come here, eat of the bread, and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed parched grain to her, and she ate and was satisfied and kept some back. So you wonder why did she keep some back? If you look down to verse 18, it says, uh, Then she took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law, that's Naomi, saw what she had gleaned. So she brought out and gave to her what she had kept back after she had been satisfied so here we see ruth uh sitting down eating with boaz and he's keeping some of it back in order to bring back and give some to her mother-in-law again here i think we see a loving heart a loving heart from ruth Um, ruth was so selfless right even in a moment where she's there with boaz at the table she's thinking of her mother-in-law she's thinking of her and she's thinking of of some way that she can show kindness uh, to her mother-in-law, Naomi. And again, um, how important that is, right, uh, for any man or woman of noble character um, is for us to have a loving heart. Um, recently, when you know, we looked at uh, the Lord Jesus and His encounter with the leper, um, again, that little phrase has just meant so much to me recently, is that the Lord Jesus, when the leper said, hey, listen, um, if you are willing... You can cleanse me. It says that the Lord Jesus was moved with compassion towards that leper. Uh, how often uh, are we moved with compassion, um, having a loving heart towards other people? Whether it's the world, uh, unsaved people that we encounter, but even amongst our own brothers and sisters um, today, how often are we moved with compassion? Too often I think we're proud. Too often pride gets in the way. Um, there are things that are said, there are things that are done that, that we can hurt one another. Um, it's all because we don't have a loving heart. We're not moved with compassion uh, towards one another. And certainly we know that this is a beautiful picture of the Lord Jesus too, again, um, who himself loved us, right? Uh, he demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were still enemies, while we were still sinners, while we were still far off, um, he died for us. It says that we know love by this, that He gave His life for us. That, that's how we know love. That's how we can even be able to love, is because uh, Jesus Christ 
loved us. Um, you know, I was uh, sharing this last night um, at the, the North Brantford community outreach was, you know, we probably are living in some of the most uncertain times ever. Um, there is so much uncertainty going on. There's so many, so much anxiety, right? But I was trying to share with them, and, and certainly the Lord has encouraged me with this thought, is that there's one thing that I am certain of, is that God loves me, right? That Jesus Christ loves me. And, uh, and that's one thing that is so important for us to grasp and to hold on to, is that God loves us. Um, and so he certainly had a loving heart. And so we see here in the life of Ruth, right, a, a virtuous woman, the Bible tells us, that she had a loyal heart, a laborer's heart, a lion's heart, a lowly heart, and a loving heart. And, uh, and here's the great thing about this is that, uh, if I could add one more here, based on what we're going to read here, is that it resulted in her having a legendary heart. Um, and what I mean by that is this, there are three things you'll notice is one, she had a good report, right? Look at chapter two again, go back to verse 11. Uh, chapter 2, and it says, And Boaz answered and said, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you left your father and your mother, the land of your birth, and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work, and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. I think if we um, display some of these characteristics that Ruth shows, um, I think that God will give you a good report, right? Um, we want to be those that, as Boaz says here, that it has been fully reported to me, all that you have done, right? We want to be those who have a good testimony, a good testimony in the world in which we live in, whether it's at your workplace, whether it's in your home, uh, in your neighborhood, right? We want it to be fully reported from those that know us, those that encounter us, all that God has done for us, um, in our lives. And so uh, Ruth here, in, in a legendary heart in a sense, she had a, a good report. But not only that, look at chapter 3. In verse 10, right? It says, uh, Boaz is talking to Ruth again. He says, Blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning, in that you did not go after young men, whether poor or rich. Really, what Boaz is describing here is a godly reputation, okay? So not only uh, did Ruth have a good report, right? But she had a godly reputation amongst the people of that land. And again, she's a foreigner, right? She's a Moabite. And yet Boaz can clearly see the godly reputation that she has there. And that's what we want to have too, is that those of us who have a legendary heart, we want to be those who have a godly reputation um, with the people that we encounter, and then certainly the last thing is this, is, you know, Ruth, um, because I think all these things, God really honored her. Um, many of you are familiar with this already, but we know that God provides for her a redeemer, a kinsman redeemer in Boaz. And um, we know that um, uh, God provides a son um, to Ruth. But here we see in chapter 4, verse 17, um, it says, the neighbor women gave him a name saying, there is a son now born to Naomi. Interesting, right? That they, It's not born to Ruth, it's born to Naomi. Again, uh, just uh, amazing how uh, Ruth, her kindness, how it also exalted Naomi too. Right? But there is a son now born to Naomi. 
What they mean is Ruth, Ruth now is, um, bore a son for her and Boaz. And it says here, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. You know, just amazing to me is here is a foreigner, right? Uh, um, a Moabite. But because she was a virtuous woman, I believe, because she was a woman of noble character, God honored that. And she became the great-grandmother of David. The great-mother of David. She's in the genealogy of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Uh, just amazing to me. A legendary heart, uh, this woman here uh, that she had. And we ourselves, right? We ourselves, we can emulate these characteristics as well, just as they were emulated in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ as well. So... Um, May the Lord help us as we try to, you know, emulate these in our own lives, um, again, to, to better honor and to glorify Him um, in and through our lives. But let's just pray. Lord Jesus Christ, thanks again for who you are. Um, we are so grateful um, for just your commitment to us. Uh, Lord Jesus, we're so grateful for the work that you've accomplished and that you're still doing. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for... Um, coming here, taking the initiative. Lord Jesus, thank you for humbling yourself, um, even to the point of death. And uh, Lord Jesus, we know that you did all these things because you loved us. Uh, we're so grateful um, for your love towards us. And uh, Lord Jesus, um, we read here in, in uh, the book of Ruth, uh, when the, the kinsman redeemer was provided and a um, a son was provided there. They said, may the name of Boaz be famous in Israel. Um, and certainly it, ha- it was and is. And, and, uh, but we have a kinsman redeemer who is not just famous in Israel, uh, but is, his fame has gone out through the entire world throughout all uh, time. And that is our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for our time together this morning. Uh, we give you thanks in your holy and precious name. Amen.